0: Thank you for joining us for the Military Family Research Institute podcast. I am your host, Sadie Irkwitz. Today, the Taylor family will share their perspective. Steve, Nancy, and Brady, thanks for being part of this podcast. And I also wanna recognize your son, Cole, who is in college and cannot be part of this interview today. To start off, just please describe your connection to the military.
1: Well, I joined the military in 1988 um, and I joined the 2nd Ranger Battalion and uh, my wife and I were married in 1990, so my last year in the battalion, I was gone nine months out of the first year of our marriage, so it kind of, it set the tone right there of what life was going to be like. But Since then, I've been in the, in the Indiana National Guard full-time and getting ready to retire, so it'll be uh, 31 years total.
0: Congratulations.
2: And like you said, we got married in 1990, so I've been a military spouse all this time trying to keep things in order here when he's not around. How about you, Brady? I've been a military child for 13 years, and there's not much really
0: that I can remember from when he was deployed. Will you talk about your deployment, please, Steve?
1: Yes, we were uh, stationed in uh, Balad, which is uh, an hour north of uh, Baghdad in Iraq. Uh, We were there in 08 uh, for a year. We were part of the garrison command, so we weren't out in our kinetic uh, missions with the enemy, but we were uh, the support group, basically, for all the the soldiers that were going outside the wire. Um, And we got to do some things, but it was just the fact of being gone for that year. uh, It doesn't matter if you're across the country or across the world, uh, you're still gone. How
0: about your perspective, Nancy, that year that he was across the world?
2: I knew when we got married, that he would be gone from time to time, and we'd gone through similar experiences, not for that length of time, but I knew what to expect. It was just going to be a lot longer, and I was in denial for a while before he left, thinking, oh, he won't go, and then I kind of panicked when I realized that he was leaving, but, you know, just tried to hold it together and take care of the kids, and I made myself put my big girl pants on and deal with it and face it head on and...
0: And that's all you can do, right? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't going to change. Family is such a huge part of the su- that support piece for the service member. What was your role like in that support piece while he was overseas? I
2: tried to keep things, when we did talk, I tried to keep things not stressful, not yeah. unload things on him that he couldn't do anything about because he wasn't here, and at least I think I tried, mm-hmm. and we did the webcam at that time so we could see each other and the the audio wasn't the greatest so we would just type our messages back and forth but we could see each other and we did funny things sent funny things and you know care packages to him just to try to keep things light
0: what did that mean for you as a dad and a husband and a service member no it was
1: it was uh it was critical because i saw a lot of soldiers and and tried to counsel some soldiers that uh didn't have that it might have been a maturity uh on, on nancy's part but uh I didn't have to worry about the things back home. I knew that she was going to take care of the kids, the house, uh, the finances. You know, I was lucky I haven't paid a bill in the 29 years we've been married. So those stresses were gone and that was that was, was huge. Uh, some soldiers over there did not have that and they worried about the money's gone or the bills weren't getting paid and they spent money on something else and uh, you know, all kinds of different things that you could think of but uh, definitely was was huge knowing and having that trust that was a that was a big deal, and some of the funny things was you know having thin hair or no hair when you're in the military and getting a box of Rogaine uh, in the desert. Uh, you know that's some of the things they sent, but it was kind of fun. you know, we we had fun with it. I even tried it; it didn't work, but you know, um, but it was good. And it was it was also good with the technology nowadays to have that link, and we would do that every every couple of days and. Uh, Brady was only two years old, so he was usually jumped into the bed in the background. He didn't really want to talk much, but, uh, but I was able to see them. I was able to see that they were healthy and that they were doing well and that they were, you know.
0: Just peace of mind. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just
1: a peace back home that mm-hmm. you don't get to experience, but you get experience through technology, which is the next best thing.
0: So you said that you were deployed when you guys were first married. Um, how was that experience different from this one as far as, like, that technology piece?
1: We weren't quite married yet, oh, okay. um, but there was no technology. It was a uh, a no notice. She didn't know, trying to get a homie for three days, and finally heard it on the news. Um, yeah. And she figured out that that must be where we're at when we went to Panama, um, invaded Panama back in, in 89 and, and into 90. Um, and then we got married shortly thereafter. Uh, but I was gone six months to Oklahoma uh, two different times. Uh, when the. I think our oldest son was six months old the first time and then uh, the second
2: he, the second time Cole our oldest son was in kindergarten yeah. so for the first six months of kindergarten he was gone
1: I was gone and again and technology was there we called every night um, that type of thing but you're still gone you're still missing it she she had to be that rock that took him to school if there's any other other stuff going on or baseball practice or something if it was t-ball or whatever the case may be I knew she was everything was going to be fine because I knew how she was so that was a blessing
0: At MFRI we've conducted and participated in research about military deployments and what we found is that the reintegration period starts with a happy homecoming but it can quickly be followed by finding a new normal for the family did your family have similar experiences and any specifics you'd like to share about
1: those? You know, it's, it is it is different. I didn't realize how short of, uh, I don't know if I say short-tempered or, or just very, um, I wasn't very tolerant of things, I guess, when I come back. But I was lucky enough to have a, a chaplain uh, who was counseling us before we came home. And he was kind of making a joke about it, but he had a lot of truth. And one of the things he said, he goes, now, you got to remember that your spouse and he was talking to men and women in the group. So he just said, "Your spouse has been making all the decisions and doing everything for the last year. The worst thing you can do is go home and try to make a decision right away." He says, "You need to figure out what that normal is and try to fit yourself in, and be patient." And uh, and there was a lot of a lot of wisdom in that because you're right. I mean it. It is different, and you have to reintegrate. I didn't think I was any different because of uh, I wasn't in harm's way like I was the first deployment mm-hmm. when I was with the Rangers, so it wasn't as stressful over there. So I didn't think I would have any any other emotions when I got home. But it, it, you are different when you can, you just you've just been gone. You've been doing your own thing too, so you have to to have that reintegration period, uh, and I think that's critical. And I I was lucky enough to have 30 days off, and I spent reconnect with my at the time, two-year-old.
2: I don't really remember any times other than just one or two things that seem so silly now. You know, like you said, I would make all the, I'd made all the decisions and I'd handled everything, and then he went from being gone all that time to, like you said, having 30 days off, and he was here all day, every day for 30 days, <laughs> in one extreme to the other, and it was right around Christmas time, so we were trying to get ready for Christmas and. One day I was gritting my teeth and said, why don't you go see your dad today? I, th- I think you need to go see your dad. <laughs> because I just wanted him to get out from underneath my feet for a while. But That was good advice from the chaplain to remember. We've been doing this for a year, so ease back into it. Yeah,
0: Brady, I know you were young, but do you remember hearing your parents tell you stories or um, anything you want to reflect on? I mean, I'm
2: sure I would have been terrified at the thought of my dad he could lose his life over there, especially being that young.
0: Do you guys want to reflect on your older son's experience at all during that time?
2: Well, I remember that was his first year in middle school. When I thought that it was getting close for Steve to come home, <clears throat> I went out to the middle school and met with the principal and said, You know, I didn't, I haven't talked to you before, but my husband's in the National Guard. He's been deployed. He's, this is where he is. And when he comes home, I may just have to come and pull my son out of school quickly with no explanation. And he may not be, you know, we may take a day or two. And the principal said, I had no idea that your son was going through that. I've seen no behavioral issues. I've seen no emotional issues. I had no idea that was going on. She said, absolutely. You take him whenever you want and tell me later what's going on. Looking back, I thought that was good that they didn't see any signs of any problem, you know, like a behavioral problem or anything that he was stressed
1: or? The other thing too with, with Cole is that uh, he would spend time and talk with me when I would, on the Skype or w- whatever it is. So we would see each other a couple times a week at least at a minimum. Um, and we got to talk um, or type and he didn't do much typing at that age. But I think that was critical because he, he would tell me some things. We'd at least I had some interaction as a dad, but he was understanding as well. The other thing I we didn't mention, but I'd like to mention it now, is uh, Nancy kept it real and kept talking about me a lot, especially with Brady. And she had a There's a little person that made a doll with my picture, like on, a, on in was, the uniform.
2: It was the daddy doll. The daddy doll. And whatever. the beach but,
1: boy had one. But yeah. for young children, uh, it meant a lot to him. He doesn't really remember it now, but he he would always have it with him. Uh, what she told me. And then there was a big life size thing here. They they would have yeah. fun with it and make fun. They'd set him down like I was having dinner with them or something. And it sounds kinda corny, but yeah, when you look back at uh I, I think it at least kept up fresh in her mind. Especially for Cole and then for him to having that just something tangible. I I think it helped because the integration when we come back was, was a lot smoother. And and the other thing is we we have a strong faith in God and and so there's a lot of church family along with our own family. Um and I think that that helps too.
0: Oftentimes, um, when I talk to military families, they are moving to a new place. Then they get the service member is deployed, and so having that sub-family, if you will, is a huge part of
2: feeling secure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had an, our our families are only about 30 minutes away, and we still go back to church with them on Sunday, and I continued that and and just tried to keep the same routine. But yeah, we had family and friends close by, and if we needed something, something always broke every time he left for any kind of time. I don't know, like our deep freeze went out or something, and so I went and picked something out and thought it was a good deal, and then I called his dad and I said, this is what I found, this is the price, what do you think? You know, I had help close by if I needed it.
0: Okay, Brady, it's your turn to talk. Now you're 13 and um, you've been a military child since you were born. Do you have a desire to pursue a military path, or maybe join an ROTC in college? No, no. I, I mean,
2: I might end up doing it, but right now I haven't put much thought into joining the
0: military. What do you want to do? <clears throat> uh, probably try and be in the NFL. NFL. Oh, neat. Do you remember your doll that your dad, your yeah. daddy doll? Can it's you... probably still in my room. That's so cool. <laughs> if you could tell your parents something about being a military child, what would it be?
2: Uh, Mommy, you need to get more athletic. <laughs> <laughs> so I can participate more when Dad's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But back to Steve and Nancy, how do you navigate parenting around topics like this? And what would you tell other military families?
2: I knew going into it that I didn't know how much he would be gone. And when we were first married, he was gone a lot. You know, gone for two weeks, home for a week, gone for three weeks, home for two weeks. You know, we did that constantly for the first year. And but knowing that going into it, instead of just saying, Oh, he's in the military and leaving it wide open and then getting a shock at how much they're gone. Knowing going into it helped. And you know, Cole knew no other way. You know, dad's dad's gotta go for some training. And that was all he knew, you know, and, and that was just how he grew up. But I think knowing that going into it helped a lot. And trying to be organized and getting organized before they're gone so that you know when they are gone what you have to cover.
1: And, and I think another key is uh, being independent. So whether you're, uh, whether the, the wife, the female is the military and the, and the dad at home, it doesn't really matter. Um, you both need to be independent to be able to take some of those minor, I say minor questions or minor issues and, and solve them. Before you know the other person, it didn't have to worry about it when they're gone. But the other piece is also is uh, when you come back. That was one thing I noticed when we come back. The kids will be kids, and they'll say, "Ask mom something," and then they'll go ask dad something, and and you have to. That communication has to be there, and we didn't always have it, and we sometimes we still don't. And, uh, we've learned now over the years. It's like, yeah, okay, what what'd your mother say, or you know, and she'll ask the same question, and so they don't play that back. But being uh, consistent, um, but being Really, that, that discipline and, and trying to keep that same routine that she talked about is, is critical if they're going to be gone a long time. And then the uh, the other part is just uh, the communication is big. And I mean, there's times where we didn't have it. And that's why I, I stress it now, mm-hmm. um, because that'll alleviate a lot of issues.
0: Military children face struggles that civilian children may not have to face, but also there are a lot of benefits to being a military child, and one is just educational benefits. And I know that your oldest son is in college, and your Brady will be going to college. How has that influenced education choices as your children progress towards this stage in their lives?
1: Well, with with Cole, he was able to go to DePaul, um, where he wouldn't have been able to go before because um, we do get a break at the state schools, uh, which is huge. It's a huge benefit. Um, but I was able to transfer my GI bill from when I went over to Iraq, because um, I already had my degree. If I'd have split it up between the two children, he wouldn't have gotten everything. It's it, 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 just the way it worked out. So I let him have all of it, and he was able to go to DePaul, and and uh, it, it, it was a big, big benefit. Um, he's going to graduate in May. But that also meant that we had to do something different for Brady. So the things that we did for Brady even in, initially, I guess it doesn't really matter if you're in the military or not at this point, but uh, um, the state has a lot of those education benefits, of 529, the 529 a different different things uh, that are tax deferred, uh, college benefits that you can use. And you get them started when they're kids early, $50 a month, $25 a month, a hundred, whatever. If you can max it out, to so there's a certain amount that you can do. That's, that's critical because that turned into a lot of money that they could use for anything mm-hmm. that's tied to school. So, you know. Um, but there's a lot of good benefits. And, uh, you know, the benefits helped me get my degree uh, to become an officer. I started out enlisted. Um, so I changed in the middle of it, and the Army paid for that, and that was a good thing. And then my oldest son gets that from the uh, from the post-911 GI Bill. So it's been big huge for our family.
2: We told our son when he was going to college he was worried about you know money or you know well should I go here because it would be cheaper and and I told him go where you want to go and we'll figure the rest out later you know we didn't know what assistance we would get for sure but we had an idea and we just wanted him to because I thought if he picks the college that he wants to go to he'll be more apt to do better you know, don't pick one that's cheap because you think that's what you have to do because I was afraid then he wouldn't be interested and he might not do as well. That was nice to know that we could cover as much as he needed to go where he wanted to go. My
1: advice though, and I used to be the education officer in the state a few years ago, but it's amazing how many military people have these benefits that one they either don't know it or two don't take advantage of it. And so my advice is that the military family, especially for starting out, is understand what those benefits are and have a plan to utilize them, because they do run out.
0: Where do you suggest the military members go to learn about it?
1: There, there is. There's a, The va.gov is a, a website. Um, you can go and look at education benefits for whatever they, uh, and see if they're eligible. If it's in the National Guard or Reserve, they have their own plans as well. So you'd have to go to your whatever your state command is, and they can they can definitely give you whatever the information is. And each state's a little bit different. Indiana is very good. The the state uh, actually supports the military a lot. This is a big military state. Uh, I think we're the fourth largest in the country, Um, but we're definitely not the fourth largest populated state. But that's how big our military is in this state, so they have a lot of benefits.
0: Before we close, as a family, what advice do you have for just military children in in general? One is
1: uh, try to understand what their parent does to a certain point. I mean, they're not going to know everything. And to, uh, I, I guess realize there's times, you know, not so much now because I'm getting ready to retire. But there was times where there was a lot of stress, and so if 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 children would would understand kind of what they do and what sometimes those stresses are, um, there's times where we were training people to go overseas and it was stressful because you you want to make sure you train those you weren't going, but you were training people that were going, um, and and there's several people that uh, that I've sent that that didn't make it back, and. Those stresses weigh on on people and, and so I think if the if the children would understand some of that too, I think it would help I uh, might understand why you know if the, if the dad or mom comes home a little irritable sometime
2: mm-hmm. for the kids to maybe know from early on like our kids did this is what dad does there'll be times he won't be able to make it to your ball game dad may be gone for a week or two and it's similar with anybody that has a a work schedule that serves the community. You know, not not all the firefighters get to go to their kids events and not all the police officers get to go to their kids events or the you know, emergency workers and and to just know that when they can start to understand that you know, they still love you and they still support you but they just can't be there. They got to work. No big deal. Just keep going.
1: One other thing too, you you just sparked a, a thought but for the mom and dads that are in the military and are gone make sure they they talk to the kids and ask them, you know, you missed something. So if they missed a concert, say, hey, how, how was it? Yeah. How'd it do? What'd you do? Tell me about it. And uh, that that means a lot to them. How was the game? How'd you play? How'd you hit? You know, give me some details. Um, don't ever forget that as a as that parent, too, because sometimes you get caught up in your own little world, and, and you got to make sure you go back to your children as well.
0: So. Thank you for sharing your story, wisdom, and advice with us. To learn more about military and veteran families, visit mfri.purdue.edu or follow MFRI on Facebook and Twitter at MFRI Purdue.